Welcome, we are glad that you can be with us today. The portion for today, Tiru Ma, means contribution. God has Moshe receive contributions necessary for the building of a holy place, the Mishkan, which would be located within the camp of Israel. I would like to begin today by talking about how there is order to life and how we do things. The Torah portion for today suggests there is order to what God does and how He wants things done. The Mishkan that Israel built in the desert was to be made by God's pattern. Mankind is created in the image of God, so our lives are made in a specific pattern, and we are to live life according to God's pattern. That means that there are certain norms for life. Get the proper rest and eat right. You probably already have a plan in place for getting the proper rest and nutrition. If we do not have a good plan, we will not be as productive as we should. Also, we should be applying God's commandments to these areas of life. Let's look at some of the perspectives on this. In general, sleep habits are important for the body to restore itself. Sleep is restoring and refreshing. The need for sleep in each person may vary with some needing less sleep than others to feel good, but it is generally accepted that 8 hours is the typical sleep cycle necessary for our bodies to restore itself. Some only need 7 hours of sleep, and some need a little more than 8 hours. Because children are growing, they need more sleep. Our bodies have an internal clock, so it is a good habit to go to bed and get up at the same times every day. If you cannot sleep, at least close your eyes and rest. Sometimes that is enough to help us get to sleep. Some people find it difficult to get a good night's sleep, but they still need a proper night's sleep in order to restore their bodies properly. If you are thinking too much, try praying yourself to sleep. I often speak in tongues quietly to myself to get to sleep. Our bodies manufacture melatonin in order to induce sleep and that can be taken in vitamin form. 3 to 10 milligrams is the typical dosage. Taking more than that does not hurt a person, but it also does not help get a person to sleep any better. Try different dosages to find the one that works for you. If you are a person that wakes up in the middle of the night and cannot sleep, try melatonin to help you get back to sleep you will eventually feel sleepy. Keep your eyes closed and clear your mind. People that do not get enough sleep often do not feel good during the day. I had a friend of mine who only slept for one hour a day and he had medical problems because of it. He went to bed at 11 p.m. and woke up at midnight. He would take a nap during the day. The Bible talks about getting a restful sleep. Find ways to calm your anxieties. Pray with faith and stop obsessing over a situation. Psalms 4 8 NKJV says, I will both lie down in peace, and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Do not be overstimulated at bedtime. Find ways to calm yourself down. Fear and anxiety will keep you from sleeping or having a good restful night's sleep. Proverbs 3 24 NKJV says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid, yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Think about the good possibilities that are ahead of you. Having hope quiets our mind. Jeremiah 31 17 NKJV, There is hope in your future, says the Lord. Then Jeremiah 31 26 NKJV says, After this I awoke and looked around, and my sleep was sweet to me. Some people overdo their activities. This may be necessary for short periods of life, but God designed us to have a sweet and restful sleep.
Psalms 127-2 NKJV says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Form the habit of going to bed and getting up at the same time. Some people feel sleepy in the morning. They need to get up and begin moving around so they start to feel more awake. Decide that you will accomplish something with your life. Proverbs 20:13 NKJV says, Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty, open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with bread. Getting too much sleep steals the opportunity of enjoying and using your life to accomplish things in life. Eating right is also important. First and most importantly, instead of using fads to develop your eating habits, eat what God says is okay to eat. Trust in what He is okay with us eating. When people ask me about the commandments in the Bible about what we can and cannot eat, I often just say I trust in God and not in what people say. Did you ever stop to think that the Creator God knows what is best for us? Do not overdo starchy vegetables. Starchy foods cause people to gain weight which causes all kinds of medical problems. I remember watching this video claiming that people were only meant to eat vegetables and their proof was that the people in Sweden had less cancer because they did not eat meat during World War II. The Germans during World War II took their meat. It turned out that they had very little food. It was not because they did not eat meat. Do not get me wrong. If you only want to eat vegetables, do it responsibly. I ate very little meat for a few years, but I had better weight control by eating more meat and fewer starchy vegetables. Israel raised cattle and that was their main source of food. The only reason not to eat meat was when meat was associated with pagan ritual or if it was meat that God tells us not to eat. Yeshua is disgusted with those who eat meat sacrificed to idols. Revelation 2, 20 NKJV says, You allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. That was the issue with Daniel. He lived in a pagan city. He ate vegetables because he did not want to eat meat that came from a pagan temple. Believers who lived in Rome, also lived in a pagan city. Romans 14 was about some people only eating vegetables because they did not want to take any chance that the supposedly okay meat had come from a pagan temple. Shah Ool was okay with eating what the Bible says is okay to eat. He never would have eaten anything that was not proper to eat. If you like a particular fat associated with your diet, do it responsibly. You can hurt yourself with some diets, especially by depriving yourself of regular meals. Be ready to apply yourself appropriately to the things of life. We need to do all the things necessary to take care of our lives and for those we care for. We should do all the things that come with life like getting around, communicating, doing various tasks, and work. It also includes believing in God and the Bible and what God says is appropriate. We do not live by what we think is okay to do. The Creator God's ideas on life are what it true and important. That is why we will be judged by God's commandments and not the notions of mere people. Psalms 119:73 NKJV says, Your hands have made me and fashioned me, give me understanding, that I may learn your commandments. We are to have minds that are full of good thoughts and not evil. Rabbi Shah Ool says in Philippians 4:8 NKJV, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, 
whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. This is a Jewish teaching. After all, he was Jewish. Shah OOL is giving us an application of Leviticus 19:18 on loving others. According to Philo, synagogues in the time of Yeshua were called schools of virtue because they helped people to treat each other like it says in Leviticus. The commands in the Bible are the best way to treat others because they were given by an all-knowing Creator God who knows what is best for us. Part of caring for ourselves and our family is to observe God's holy day of rest, the seventh day which is also called Shabbat, our Friday from sunset to Saturday at sunset. Genesis 2-3 NKJV says, Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. Also, Shah OOL uses harsh words for those who do not take care of their families properly. 1 Timothy 5, 8 NKJV says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Protect your mind and your family spiritually. Isaiah 26 3 NKJV says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Proverbs 29:25 NKJV says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. How do we trust in Jehovah? We trust that His commandments are true, and we follow them. We trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. We should also act like we trust in God and that includes acting emotionally like we trust in God. Emotionally, we should have a peaceful heart instead of a troubled mind. Sometimes, we can inflict unnecessary anguish on our minds by what we focus on. In Matthew 6 24-34, Yeshua talks about worry. He talks about worrying about the little things in life like food and clothing. Yeshua talks about how the glory of a flower is greater than Solomon who was a king and had all the things of his kingdom at his disposal. Some worry about little things and others worry about the things they have. He ends by saying to do what is right, be righteous. So, no matter what is on your mind, remain at peace and do what is right. Then in conclusion in Matthew 6 33-34 NKJV it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The recipe for a proper life is following God, but we don't have to live in the woods to do that. We will not live in a perfect world until we live in the future kingdom of God. Some think that if they go off by themselves, they can live a better and more holy life. Why not be determined to live right in whatever circumstance you find yourself in? 1 Chronicles 16 10-12 NKJV says, Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength, seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works which He has done. We should seek God every day of our lives. We turn towards Him and look to Him. We don't turn our backs to Him. Many people have turned away from God they have turned their backs to Him instead of seeking His face. Many hide from God as though He is not there. Psalms 14 2-3 NKJV says, The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men, to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside, they have together become corrupt, there is none who does good, no, 
Not one. The context is about unbelievers who do evil. This is a song that they sang because just like those who do not believe in God and do evil, there are some people who may have unbelieving hearts, don't be one of them, and do not be like an unbeliever. It is to remind us that in all we do, we are to be strong and do what is right, follow God. When Shah Ool quotes this in Romans, he is trying to get people to do what is right and accept the Messiah Yahweh. Some say that nobody can do what is right based on Shah Ool's quote in Romans. Again, it is a quote about those who do not believe and do evil. When someone tells you that you can do nothing right, be wary of them. Perhaps they cannot do what is right and it may be their way of justifying their sinful behaviors. Do not follow them to the lake of fire. Since people do not understand the Bible the way it is intended, they make up false doctrine. Hebrews 10:26 NKJV says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Those who live in sin will not be in God's future kingdom. Hebrews 12:14 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. If a person does not live a holy life by following God's commandments, they will not be in God's future kingdom. A person can repent and God will forgive them. Psalms 103:11-12 NKJV says, So great is His mercy toward those who fear Him, as far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. We are to fear God and have a deep respect for God, do what He says, and keep His commandments. After all, God is the Creator of the universe. But a person who does not repent will end up in the lake of fire. Revelation 21:8 NKJV says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. So, especially apply yourself well spiritually. Just like we can apply ourselves well in the things we do, we can also apply ourselves well spiritually. In this portion, God gives specific instructions for the making of the Mishkan in the desert, the tent of meeting, also called the tabernacle. It was a magnificent tent where God's presence was. Later God's presence was at the temple in Jerusalem. The word Mishkan means tabernacle and it was a beautiful place. In this portion it is referred to as, the sanctuary. The word sanctuary is the word, Mikdash, and comes from the word Kadosh which means holy. The Mishkan was a holy place of God's presence. The Mishkan is also referred to as the Ohel Moed in the Torah which means meeting place. In Genesis 1:14, it says that the lights in the heavens were created for, signs and seasons. The word seasons is the Hebrew word Moedim, the plural of Moed. So, the lights in the heavens were created so we would know when to have our meetings with God. God created mankind to live in His presence, to be in fellowship with Him, and He created us very good, see Genesis 1:31. His creation is very good, it says that each time He creates something. So, there is nothing wrong with the way you look. It is important to understand that God expects us to also be beautiful on the inside and do what He tells us to do. Have you ever met someone who was good-looking or seemed confident and capable on the outside, but they were actually an ugly and messed up person? To be a complete person we need our inside to be beautiful. 
Joshua 1 7-8 NKJV says. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now begins our Torah study for today. This portion for today, Tiru Ma, means contribution. God gives Israel specific instructions on how to make the Mishkan which means dwelling place, they would make their sacrifices there. In Exodus 25 8, it says that God would Shachan, dwell, among them. God wants to be among His people. Isn't that exciting? God was among His people at the Mishkan in the desert, at the temples in Jerusalem, through the Holy Spirit given by the Messiah Yeshua in this Messianic age, and at the temple in Jerusalem in the future kingdom. Revelation 21 1-3 NKJV says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. The ark was placed toward the back of the Mishkan away from the entrance to the Mishkan, it was placed in the most holy place, the Holy of Holies. The focus of modern messianic congregations is often on what they call an ark that is placed in the front of the meeting place behind the podium. The Ark in Messianic congregations is an enclosure that contains the Torah scroll. They will take the scroll from the Ark during the service and may have a Torah procession and then read from the Torah scroll. The procession and reading of the Torah is a time to show God and His Word respect. The prophet Nehemiah instituted the weekly readings, so, we know that is something instituted by God. The prophets were scrutinized for what they said under penalty of death. The Torah scroll is often handwritten in Hebrew by a scribe, the original language of the Bible. Everything is copied exactly the same as the ancient scrolls that were passed down to us. It takes two years to become a Torah scribe. We now have many New Testament manuscripts written in Hebrew. We now know that the Gospels were all originally written in Hebrew including a number of the books of the New Testament. The first Hebrew New Testament was put together around 150 AD and called the Atala text. In the later 200s, the Hebrew text was translated into Greek, but because it was different from the heretic Greek text, the Roman Empire destroyed these copies. Those who had Hebrew manuscripts of the New Testament were killed and the Hebrew manuscripts were destroyed by the Roman Empire because the Roman Empire was trying to replace the true manuscripts of the New Testament with a false version of Christianity. The Greek text was often corrected by the Hebrew manuscripts because they had been tampered with. Jerome who lived from the mid-300s to the early 400s says. Matthew, who was the first in Judea to produce a Gospel of Christ in Hebrew letters. We must confess that as we have it in our, Greek, language it is marked by discrepancies, and now that the stream is distributed into different channels we must go back to the fountainhead. The language with the discrepancies that he is talking about are the Greek manuscripts, the Roman Empire was a Greco-Roman Empire at the time. They must go back to the original Hebrew scriptures, 
the fountainhead, and correct the Greek manuscripts. Jerome must have corrected the Greek text to some extent with the Hebrew, but not all was corrected. The Greek manuscripts still contain anti-Jewish elements because in general, those in the Roman Empire were anti-Jewish. They also changed what it said in some places to make it more acceptable to the empire. The story of the woman caught in adultery was not put into the Greek text until some time later, the 5th or 6th centuries. It was added because it was in the Hebrew New Testament. Of course, those who hate the Hebrew Scriptures continue the persecution and dissonance of the Roman Empire who killed and burned anyone caught with Hebrew copies of the New Testament. The Roman Empire wanted to make themselves into the true faith. They are not. Why talk about this? The devil tries to spread lies about our faith. Yeshua said the devil was a liar, John 8 44. We have a number of books of the Bible that have been translated into English from Hebrew manuscripts of the New Testament portion including the Epistle of James. Yaakov was James' real name and when Shah Ool wanted his issue about the Gentiles decided upon, Shah Ool went to Jerusalem in Acts 15 and Yaakov made the final decision. Yaakov was the authentic leader of our early faith and not Peter. From the Hebrew James 1:25, it reads, but anyone who observes himself by the whole Torah, which is the instruction of the examiner, and stands in Torah, not hearing it, the Torah, in forgetfulness, for if he works the work, his happiness is in his actions. From, the Epistle of James, Yaakov, a translation from the Hebrew, by Dr. Miles Jones, page 24. The Greek reads in James 1:25 KJV. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Look at the difference. James from the Hebrew has us following the Jewish Torah and God's commandments. The Greek was changed to give us the impression that the Torah has been done away and that we do not have to keep God's feasts and keep His other commandments. Heretics did this in order to establish their pagan Roman-slash-Greek religion as authentic. It is not the authentic faith. We have inherited heretic lies into our doctrine. It is always worth mentioning that Shah Ool taught that we are to keep God's Old Testament commandments. Shah Ool says in Romans 3:31 NKJV, Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Even Yo Kanan says in 1 John 3 4 that, sin is lawlessness. Those who do not keep the law, the Torah, are sinning. Anytime we think that it is saying we are not to keep the Old Testament commandments, it is either because of errors in the manuscripts, mistranslation by the translators, or a misunderstanding of the scriptures. Also, theologies which are just man-made ideas about what the Bible is saying confuse and brainwash people. There are many scriptures that we can understand, focus on those. Do not let those who are trapped in false doctrine confuse you. Instead of incorporating pagan practice, Israel was to put together something different. Have we ever thought about how we might apply this as believers in the Messiah? I was watching this video about culture in the Caribbean islands this one time and they showed these people practicing voodoo and singing until they began dropping on the floor or shaking or doing other strange things. Is some of modern Christianity adopting pagan voodoo into its practice? I was very much surprised by what I saw on that video.
What are Christians welcoming during their times of singing? I was taught early on in my faith that we are not to give ourselves over to possession, but there are some people who do this regularly when they go to church. I was at this one church meeting where a young woman fell down and began making noises like a parrot. This is not the true God. I have experienced great peace while praying or singing, but it did not come by working myself into a frenzy as some do when they go to church. There was a religious movement not long ago where people were accepting all kinds of strange things like barking or roaring like a lion. Some denominations recognize this as improper ritual practice and not from the true God. We can experience God. There are some things people can experience when they do encounter the true God. We might feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just like Israel did at the Mishkan in the desert and at the temple. They were overwhelmed. God's presence and gifts of the Holy Spirit can be overwhelming at times too. God's gifts involve mostly voluntary actions. People are not possessed like the woman who was making noises like a parrot. For example, I was in England standing by the grave of an early believer from the 4th century. I felt like I should prophesy. So, by my own free will, I gave a prophesy there. Nobody seemed to care what I was doing. I encourage you to check our prayer class online that contains information on praying for others and using God's gifts of the Holy Spirit. Being connected to God through the power of the Holy Spirit is part of our heritage. Acts 1-8 NKJV says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Our prayer class also teaches how to be appropriate when praying for others. Being appropriate is good in all areas of life. Doing what is right and good, teaching and following the Old and New Testament Scriptures, and living by the power of the Holy Spirit makes full use of the light of God in our lives. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us and we either respond or we do not. It turned out that the story behind this person who was buried there was that he had led many to believe in the true God and he had healed many people in the name of Yeshua. I think God wanted to me to know that he remembers what we do in his name. It says in Hebrews 6:10 NKJV, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints, and do minister. Also, God will not forget Israel's labor of love for their faith when they were in the desert and also when they took up a collection for the Mishkan in the desert. Think about how much faith was involved for two million people to leave Egypt and trust in God. It was an amazing miracle of faith. For the some two million who left Egypt. Tir Rumah means, offering. This portion begins with God instructing Moshe to take up a free will collection for a holy place, sanctuary, the Mishkan and the items and clothing associated with the ritual practice that Israel was to do. Exodus 25 2 NKJV says, From everyone who gives it willingly with his heart you shall take my offering. It is close in language to what Shah Ool says in 2 Corinthians 9 7 NKJV, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. The biblical practice was supposed to be the giving of a little over 10%. Some years they were to give to the poor and the Levites and other years they were to bring their giving to Jerusalem. The rabbis made it so that they always gave to Jerusalem. Much of Christianity does the same thing and asks their members to give all of their 10% to their church. We should remember that whether we give to our congregation or to the poor, 
we should give willingly from the heart. That is what the Old Testament portion teaches us. Shah Ool used the Old Testament scriptures as his basis for life. It says God would live among them. The details are given about how the ark is to be made and what was to be put in it. God would speak to them from above the ark cover. They were also to make a table and dishes and keep the bread of God's presence on a table there. They were to make a menorah, lamp, with seven lamps. They were to make everything with the designs that God showed Moshe on the mountain. Then specific directions are given for the construction of the Mishkan. The holy place and the especially holy place were to be separated by a curtain and the table and menorah were to be put outside the curtain with the table to the north. They were to make an entrance to the Mishkan and altar with its implements. They were to make a courtyard 150x75 with a gate and the courtyard was to be seven and a half high. The equipment and tent pegs were to be made of bronze. In this portion the Lord tells Moshe to take up an offering to make the Mishkan and very specific directions on how to make it and the articles to be used in it. Perhaps this should remind us that we are to worship God in the way God chooses and do what He commands us to do. He is not to be worshipped how the pagan gods are worshipped or treated without respect. He is not to be worshipped in a profane way. Profane means to treat something as ordinary when it is special. Also, this should remind us that we should take care of our place of prayer and worship, it should not have pagan elements in it, and it is a place of respect where we also welcome the presence of God just as the presence of God was at the Mishkan. Just as the presence of God was at the Mishkan, the presence of God is in us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. We should also understand that we are to treat our bodies as holy vessels for the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6:19-20 NKJV says, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We glorify God by doing what He tells us to do. We are to behave like we are members of the family of our Father God. It makes sense, we are His people if we do what He says and keep His commandments. When we do that, we make God king of our lives as He should be. When we do not keep God's commandments, we state by our actions that we do not respect God for who He is and we have turned our backs on God. The Haftorah for Tir Rumah is 1 Kings 5 26-6-13. God had told David that he was not to build the temple, but that his son Shlomo, Solomon, would build the temple. In this portion we see that Shlomo was extremely zealous to prepare for the building of the temple. This perhaps should remind us that we should be zealous for spiritual things as well. Being zealous for spiritual things keeps us in line with reality. 2 Corinthians 4, 17-18 NKJV says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Our eternal destiny is far more valuable than what the world has to give. We now begin the commandments, implied commandments, permissions, and other concepts in this portion. We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. Israel was commanded to give gifts for building a holy place, the Mishkan, in the desert where God would dwell among the people, 
See Exodus 25 8. This implies that we are to give gifts for God's purposes. God will give us more specifics on giving in the Torah portions to come. God desires that He would dwell among His people. God also had Israel build a temple in Jerusalem. In the present, we are to believe in the Messiah Yeshua and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so that God will dwell among His Messianic believers, see Acts 2:38-39. I should note that having the Holy Spirit does not mean we will automatically be in His future kingdom. We must do what is right and good and follow God's commandments, and also follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 12:14 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Also, God will be among His people in the future kingdom. Yeshua now serves in the heavenly temple that will come to earth. Hebrews 8 1-2 NKJV says, We have such a high priest, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected, and not man. This heavenly tabernacle will come down from heaven and be in the new Jerusalem. Revelation 21 1-3 NKJV says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. The future temple will not be built by man. Also, there seems to be a possible double meaning in these verses in Revelation about what will tabernacle with men. Namely, both the temple and Yeshua. Ezekiel details the future heavenly temple, see Ezekiel 40-48. It says in the Gospel of John that Yeshua tabernacled among us. Yeshua tabernacled among us when He came the first time and He will also tabernacle among us as our future King they were not to remove the poles that carry the ark. Exodus 25:15. Perhaps this carries with it the idea that we are to always be ready to follow God just as Israel was to be ready to follow where God was leading them in the desert. The Mishkan was to be built in a particular way. It demonstrates that there is to be order to the way we do things in our lives. We are designed by God in a particular way and are to live in a particular way.